0: of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the pods moving and storage studios. It's The Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Thank you for joining us. Open phones at 888-825-5225. That's 888 888- 825 Dr. John Deloney, Ramsey personality, host of the book, own host of the book, author of the book, the number one best-selling book, uh, Own Your Past, Change Your Future, and the brand new book, Building a Non-Anxious Life, which is on pre-sale now, all of those things and host of the Dr. John Deloney Show on the Ramsey Networks. He's my co-host today. Thanks for hanging out. James is with us. James is in Orlando. Hi, James. How are you? Hey, how you
1: doing? Thank you so much for having me on. Sherman, sure, um, what's up? I so I'm having trouble getting to pay off my debt. I've tried many different things, make budget apps, different things like that, and I've just come to the realization over the past few days, actually, that I'm just not I, I, I lack the discipline really needed to stop living paycheck to paycheck. And the saddest part is I have a really good salary. And, what, what's um, your what's your really I good really, salary? Um, I make one seventy.
0: Oh, that's impressive. Okay. How much debt do you have, sir? Uh,
1: uh, Collectively, I have $27,000, $28,000. What kind of woke me up on this is I ignored my debt for years, um, and then both of my credit cards were canceled, and I settled one of them, and that was fine. And then the other one, I honestly completely forgot about until a few days ago when I received a. I was served because they're suing me for the debt, and that kind of woke me up. Where I said I need to stop pushing things. I think I kept pushing things forever because I said, "Well, you know, I have a good amount of money coming, and you know, my next paycheck, and I'll deal with it then." But yeah, how, with, how long
0: have you been uh, making one hundred and seventy,
1: uh, James? Just for about six months.
0: What were you making before that?
1: Um. I was making, I I was out of work for about a year during COVID, Mm -hmm. which really hit me hard. Mm -hmm. And so during that, I was doing Uber Mm -hmm. and making, you know, about 20,000 a year. Before that, I was making 90. What do you do? I work in politics.
2: Okay. Consulting. Okay. So is that cyclical? Does that go away in another nine months?
1: No, um, I, I, this will be my salary at least for the next few years. Um, I don't anticipate it changing or changing jobs. The, some things to keep in mind, too, I have to have two places to live because my job commutes a lot between June Orlando and in New York City. Some of my uh, colleagues that I work with do hotels, um, but most people just end up having two places of residence. So, Do, do you, have you, have, do you rent currently rent. have two
0: places of residence? Yes. And how much is the New York apartment?
1: The New York apartment is um, 2000 And how much um, is the Orlando alone. apartment? Um, $1,200, um, but my my girlfriend uh, and I split it. So.
0: Okay, so so well, this is... Um, I'm
1: sorry, the 1200 is what I paid in my split.
0: Okay, so this is $40,000. So So basically, you've been spending somewhere all of your money for the last six months, which is $85,000. It's other than some rent is unaccounted for.
1: Yeah. So where are you spending your money, James? So it's a combination of me living beyond my means. Yeah. Um, yeah I think. And also yeah, it's a combination of that, but also the, there are some key different things that I just don't have that I think. So for instance, I don't have a car. I do need to get a car. And instead of, because, you know, I've been, my credit is, not and I've been worried about, where
0: is $80,000 gone in six months? You're starting
2: to sound like Congress.
1: <laughs> it's me. It's me. It's I've been renting cars a lot. Um, instead of buying, I, my girlfriend's out of work. So I've been covering a lot of her expenses and then I'm living right. beyond my, so that whole thing on really splitting
0: the rent was bull
1: crap. For,
3: yeah. She, that, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. she she does that but beyond that, but beyond that I've been covering a lot of things. So it's I definitely need to get my stuff together. The other thing to keep the, Okay, let's let here, Here's what I
0: do that. in these situations and I I have mm-hmm. to set a new set of things. Instead of going I'm I I'm just not good at this. I've not got any discipline. I and you keep naming off all these things that you are that you actually aren't. You, it's just what you do. Um, that's not your actual identity. Uh, so what I decided a year, a few years ago, I had the blessing of going completely bankrupt and losing everything. So I didn't have a choice. I was mm-hmm. in an extreme situation. The only way I could eat would was to behave. The only way my children mm-hmm. had a warm home was to behave. I didn't have a choice. And so what I've done with folks like you over the years is I want you to put yourself mentally in a space as if you don't have a choice. Let's just pretend this, okay? Let's pretend that you go to the doctor this afternoon, and he says, You need $27,000 by Christmas, or you're going to die. All of a sudden, James, you would be a person of discipline. (laughs) all of a sudden your budget would be perfect all of a sudden your stupid decisions would go away because you would have one goal i want to live i want twenty seven thousand dollars by december and suddenly all of this bull crap that's running around in your head would become laser focused and you'd be going $27,000, $27,000, James got one goal, stay alive, get $27,000, no other goal matters, no other crap matters, my colleagues have two apartments, who gives a crap what your colleagues do, you are a broke guy making one hundred and seventy. you gotta change some crap. Really? This has got you got to you got to get up in your face, man. Get up in your own grill and go, that's enough. I've had it. I am this is crazy. I'm ashamed. I'm disgusted with how this looks and how this feels cuz that's what you've been telling me. And mm-hmm. I, I I'm so disgusted that I'm going to change it. And if you get sick and tired of being sick and tired, James, that's when you change your life. Yeah. Cuz you you know, stupid people don't make 170 grand a year. They don't. They don't even get hired, okay? You couldn't even have gotten the job if you were stupid. So you're not stupid. But, buddy, you've been doing some stupid stuff, hadn't you? Yeah. So stop it, for real. Just pretend you need $27,000 by Christmas or you're going to die. And all of a sudden, I'm not renting any cars. I'm going to go get me a $4,000 car and put it down here in the driveway. Or I'm going to Uber somewhere. And I'm going to Uber. I'm not renting any more cars. I'm going to quit. We are not going out to eat. And hey, uh, Chick, you need to get a job or you need to move out because I'm getting rid of this $2,400 apartment for two broke people if you don't. Mm -hmm. And oh, by the way, I'm getting out of this New York lease for sure, and we're going to rent a cheap stinking hotel over across the river and haul your little butt over the staten island ferry over there and get to work and you know you don't have to spend that kind of money to work in new york um because you got to change some stuff man that that if i'm you that's what i'm doing but you got you got to turn this disgust into behavior change the shame into behavior change this is the ramsey show Thanks for joining us, America. Dr. John Deloney, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. We appreciate you being here. Hey, folks, if you uh, like what you're hearing, we would appreciate you subscribing to the show uh, or click the follow button. Uh, You can also uh, share the show, share a link. uh, If if your particular methodology has a share button, use that. Um, Or you could just tell people about it. That's sharing it, right? So spread the word we know you are because our ratings and our listenership and our rankings with i phones or itunes and apple and all that stuff they continue to go up iphones and itunes it's none of that it's apple
2: it's literally the oldest sentence i've heard
0: uh, all day it's just like that was a, the worst possible <laughs> dinosaur recognition so i was on the, the, the phone world. with blockbuster yeah, that yeah what you, know, that sounded you, like. you go to run yourself down to blockbuster get yourself a vhs <laughs> get tape, yourself okay? a tape get yourself a tape
2: <laughs> oh, let's do the question well. of the day
0: Let's do that. Please, God. Today's question of the day is sponsored by Neighborly, your hub for home services. (laughs) Is your to-do list too long, whether it's a simple repair or a whole list of home improvements? Mr. Handyman's experienced professionals are here to make your home work for you. Visit Neighborly.com to find expert home service providers, including a locally operated Mr. Handyman near you.
2: All right, today's question comes from Kyle in Minnesota. Kyle writes, I'm 34, I've been married for five years, and I have two children under three. So basically, he's living in a blender with the top off. For the first time <laughs> in our lives, together we are debt-free. My wife is a very frugal woman, a very frugal, wonderful woman, had to make sure you got that in there, and has been pa- very patient with me as I've worked through debt that I have brought into the marriage. We just sold our home to take advantage of the market and are currently renting again. From the sale of our home, we paid off twenty grand in high-interest credit card debt. We put an emergency fund away, and we have the money to put away a, six, a three, six-month fund. After this, we have $30,000 left over, which is an incredible feeling. But I'm scared to even have it available. I don't want to screw this up. I just know that $30,000 can di- disappear pretty quick if I'm not responsible. I'm wondering if we should lock up this money in a CD, or should I take... Um, or should I take the route to face the things in me that would make me be irresponsible? For the first time in a long time, I have the burden of debt off me completely, and I want to keep it that way. What's your advice for some changes I can make to actually become a responsible person and not have to lock my money down into a bank to watch over it for me? Whew, that's a long question there. Um, very self-aware. Yeah, very self-aware, and I like. I mean. I, th- I think his approach is actually right because a lot of folks run into a um, into this kind of situation and they instantly go to shame. They go to character issues. They go to, I'm a failure. And this guy is looking at it, which I think is in the right way, which is, all right, there's a set of skills I don't have. And so I'm going to begin to, to seek, seek out these skills and begin to practice it. That's mm-hmm. good for you, Kyle. That's mm-hmm. awesome. It's very good. And so what I know about myself is when I get emotional... And it sounds like money is something that spins your body up, makes you emotional. So when I get emotional, I bring other people into that conversation because I know one thing about Deloney, and that's when he gets emotional, Uh, he gets irrational and he does dumb stuff. And so I will bring one or two friends in. I happen to sit by Dave and ask him questions regularly. I have a banker that I'm close to, that I'm friends with, that I can run stuff by. So I make sure I've got people in my life as I'm learning a new set of skills the other thing I do is, I'm uh, Dave, I, I, we've talked about this on the show a lot. You set a new identity. I'm a guy that stewards his money well for himself and his family. That's who I am. And I'm going to reverse engineer a set of skills, a set of behaviors that's going to back that up. I do not spend money out of this account. This is going to be your house fund, by the way. I do not spend money out of the house fund. I don't. That's just who I am. And if that means don't carry your debit card, great. If that means fill in the blank while you're learning, great. But that, I'm, Dave, that's that. Those that's the path I'm going to take. Yeah,
0: you're exactly right. So, Kyle, when I was 28 years old, we had lost everything. We'd filed bankruptcy because of my irresponsibility. Because I borrowed too much money, got into a bunch of debt. I'm doing flip this house before Chip and jo- Joanna were there to tell us how. And um. I had choices at that point. My identity could be, I'm a guy who filed bankruptcy. I'm a failure with money. I'm a guy who doesn't know how to handle money. I'm a guy that believed a bunch of get-rich-quick lies and um, failed. I'm a business failure. Um, All of those would be accurate statements about the activity, but not about the person because I'm not going to self-identify as a failure those are things i did that's not those the I things am. i did they're not who i am right and so instead i said and i didn't know i was doing it at the time i learned this from you later but i accidentally did it i just said uh, i'm a guy that made a lot of mistakes with money and i learned not to borrow money i'm a guy that never borrows money
2: but let's let's. – you've told Ever. your story. Let's get in between that. You were a guy that said, I'm going to learn about this the right way. Yeah, I'm going to learn how this works. It's a set from, of skills. From the Bible and, and from
0: God and your grandmother, common sense. I'm a guy that used to believe academic hogwash about money, that half the culture believes, and half the culture is broke because of it, and I don't have to follow them. I'm not a limbing. I'm going to go learn. I'm going to learn how this really works from rich people
2: and from the st- Bible. I'm going to put a stake in the ground.
0: And I learned I don't borrow money anymore. And that's who I am. I I I identify as someone who doesn't borrow money. Period. And I'm, you know, how did I get there? Well, that's an interesting story, but doesn't matter. The identity is I don't borrow money. I was a guy who would mix up everything like you, Kyle, and say, "Well, I mean, if there's money in the account, you know, if there's checks in the checkbook, there must be money in the account." I mean, it's just like we'll figure this out because I'm a total surplus guy. I do. I am not a. scarcity, mindset, scarcity mindset at all i'm I, there's always an abundance there's always a surplus the glass is always half full with me i i uh, for years i tried to out earn my stupidity because of that just because i believe it's so uh, we'll go figure it out we can make some more money money's always out there we're just going to go get some of it and blah, 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 blah. and so and but not having that emergency fund set to the side was driving my wife to distraction i mean into sheer freaking terror and so I had to set an emergency fund aside and say, uh, for the sake of my marriage, the thing I have learned is I, I am going to pretend like that money's not there. We don't even touch the emergency fund still if there's an emergency. We just figure it out and don't touch the emergency fund. We have never touched the emergency fund in 30 years because we can't touch it, it's not there. And if we do, Sharon would be launched into orbit somewhere, and we'd have to pull her back down. she If you get near that emergency fund, it reminds her of bankruptcy and, uh, and the lights being cut off and the water being cut off and a little kid with no food. And she remembers all this stuff, and she remembers it very clearly. And so we can't go near that fund, and I'm okay with that. I don't even remember it's there anyway. i got to figure it out because I forgot it. So that's what you do. You set this money aside in a completely separate account attached to nothing,
2: and you forget that it's there. What does that look like in real life? It looks like this. I'm never going to borrow money again. I'm a guy that will never borrow money. I'm going to steward my family's finances along with my wife. Hey Dave, we got to get a new car. This thing's ridiculous. Not happening. Hey Dave, the air conditioner just went on the car. We don't have any money. We're not buying it. Hey Dave, fill in the blank. Or, I'm tired. I want to go on vacation.
4: Yeah.
0: Sorry. So here's the thing, Sharon. When we the kids were this size, mm-hmm. when we're coming out of the bankruptcy and we're digging out, <laughs> I don't know if I, I don't know if I've ever told this, and I'm probably going to get in trouble, but she would get this blender with the top off. I mean, little kids run around by the end of the day, she's spent just taking care of small people that don't make sense. Right. And it's just, they're just, they're just wild, just mule animals, right? It's just crazy. They're feral. And so you come home and she's got that wild look in her eyes and she's like, I need a vacation. I need a vacation. I need a vacation. And it became a thing. It's like I need a vacation. And We're like, well, we don't have any money. We're not going on vacation. So, but it was just she knew that, and she knew we weren't going. But it was her way of expressing the the frustration with the day. So we we finally got out. We you know cleared up. We got a bunch. We were starting to make some money. We'd saved us some money. We bought a house and paid cash for it. We're doing pretty good. A couple years later, we bought. We pulled hundred thousand dollars out and bought this tiny little shack of a lake house. And I had this whole thing printed up with a picture of the lake house on it and we named the lake house Sharon's Vacation. (laughs) Because she had earned that vacation. She talked about that for so much. But, you know, it's a matter of saying this stuff out loud and yet being grown-ups about it. So re-identify with this, Kyle. Re-identify and say, I'm a guy that saves money. I'm not an irresponsible guy. I used to be, but I'm not anymore. And it's, it's hard getting there. I used to be a lot of things, but I'm not anymore. That's right. Thank God. Dr. John Deloney, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us. The phone number is 888-825-5225. This is The Ramsey Show. Stephen is with us. Stephen is in Cleveland, Ohio. Hi, Stephen. Welcome to the show.
3: Hi, Dave. How are you doing today, sir? Great, man. What's up? Yeah, so here's the deal for myself. Um, currently, I make uh, $61,000 a year. Um, I am hourly. It breaks down about $29 an hour. Um, I have a great opportunity to move jobs in the same industry and go to salary and with a salary change up to $88,000 a year. So that may seem like a no-brainer for some people, but some of the issues with myself are the the following. Um, So the job is somewhere else. We would have to sell our house. Um, The part of that would be we've only lived in our house for coming up on a year. And so that's one issue. The other issue, um, we would have to move in with our mother-in-law, um, for at least six months to a year until we either found something to rent or to buy. And then really the biggest thing is we it love doesn't our house. take
0: six months um, to find something to rent.
3: <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're right there. Okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we can so take I the mother-in-law like, thing
0: as mandatory off the yeah. table. Yeah, that's shenanigans, dude. It's an option, but it's not yeah. mandatory. That's you coming up with reasons
3: well, to not do this. Yeah, well, so um, l- luckily I like my mother-in-law, unlike some people, so she, she's great. Um, that's I okay. I'm I like mine, but I'm that. living
2: with her. <laughs>
3: right. I understand. I understand. All right. So um, what? where so, is the other job? So the, the other job would be in, in West Virginia. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. So how long have you lived Um, in Cleveland?
3: Um, we've lived in Cleveland for two years, bought our house last September, rented before that. And Um, you moved from where? Our house almost a year. Where did you move? Um, yeah, the town where we would be going back to. Oh,
0: so you're going back Um, home, so to speak.
3: Correct. Yes. And is that what you want to do?
0: Forget the money. Right. Let's say, let's say you could make 88,000 there, or you could make 88,000 in Cleveland. Where would you live?
3: It would be with family. Um, I was also gonna say as as well, um, we don't have any relatives in Cleveland. It was mostly to move um, to okay, so you get to move where you
0: want to move back home, near family and make more money. What is the question?
3: Bah Felicia I know. <laughs> Go. I know I know and I, I know and I, I guess I, I'm probably the one that sounds dumb on my end, but there's so like there's so much emotional attachment. I should add my wife and I just welcome a baby girl. I'll uh, be six months in two weeks. Um, and so many firsts in, in our first home, you know, bringing her home, finding out, you know, that she's going to be a girl, all those things.
2: Dude, it's it's a box um, of sticks with a roof on it, man. Go be with your family. <laughs> like, for real.
3: Yeah. And yeah. It, it'll it'll be hard yeah. for a year.
0: It will be hard for about a minute
3: right. and a half. But go home, man. Sure, sure. And I guess, okay, so I, I guess that portion's answered. My second portion would be, um, with the money that we would profit from our house, uh, luckily I'm pretty handy as well as my father-in-law. We did some work on our house. Um, we bought it for um, 168. Currently, payoff is 155. Um, we just had it appraised for 230 with the improvements that we made. Um, hopefully, selling it for more than that with the market currently. So, pocketing around 50,000. So, my question is, I with that money. How much should I throw toward the debt, if not all of it? And how much should I save?
0: How much debt do you have?
3: Um, So I currently have around fourteen thousand dollars in credit card debt. Um, I have around six thousand in medical bills, um, and that's really it besides the house. Um, I'm luckily. When is the one year? When did you
0: actually close on the home to own it?
3: Um, September twenty second. Of be precise
0: of 22,
3: uh, of last year
0: of twenty two yes, yes sir okay you do not yes, close before September twenty second of twenty three because you will be taxed at ordinary income versus long term capital gains okay if okay. you own the house one year if you own it one year you get taxed on one time ta- one year capital on um, long term capital gains if you own it two years you have no taxes at all okay. So you don't close, even if you put it on the market yet tomorrow, you don't close before September 22nd. Yeah, I doubt you would. You probably wouldn't anyway, yeah. But just make sure, okay? Then you're going to have a tax of 15% of your gain. Your gain is this, what you sell it for, 230, minus what you paid for it, minus sales expenses, minus any big capital improvements that you and your father-in-law did to the house. Name me something mm-hmm. big you did to the house.
3: Uh, we replaced uh, that okay. well, the back deck. Okay. What things. did the deck
0: cost? Labor included.
3: Um, um, well, if we were to so we did have somebody come out and just give us a quote. It was going to be around $9,000.
0: Okay. $9,000 comes off of this. Okay. Okay. Cause you, had, you know, you got to pay labor. To fix the deck, yeah. all right, and so stuff like that. So you're not going to have much gain because you got expenses. Minus you got fifty thousand dollar gain, but you've got expenses coming, sales expenses coming off of that. You're going to have some realtor fees, some other stuff. That's going to be easily ten, fifteen thousand bucks. You're going to have this other ten thousand dollars for the deck. So you're not going to have a very big gain. But you're, whatever the gain is, you're going to be taxed at fifteen percent of the gain. So if the gain is twenty thousand dollars, that's three thousand dollars taxes mm-hmm. understood okay? okay So you got to set that aside then we'll pay all of these pay these twenty thousand dollars worth of uh debt off and then when you move you probably are going to rent for a little while and save up some money and
2: buy a house that's what i would do right and yeah, you're going right. back to an area that you know really well why why have you locked yourself into your mother-in-law's house for six months
3: um, it's mostly, I, we don't want to make any type of, um, very quick decisions as to what kind of house we're going to buy next.
0: No, so um, don't buy, so rent. Your, just go, go get your rental house for six months. Yeah. And then pile up yeah, some cash it. and, you know, have your baby in your own home with your own wife and your own independent little nuclear family there. And yeah. Let your
2: mother-in-law come visit you.
0: Yeah. That's what they're supposed to do. And then they can go home and then you can let them go home and all of that it's they can take
2: your baby with you so you can, can, yeah, they can
0: actually babysit at their home that's very nice okay i'm liking this even better now grandparents like it too by the way i'll be taking i'll be taking care of one of mine tonight so there you go the grandkid that is so uh yeah that, that none i'm living with me though i'm just saying all right so um anyway yeah that that's what i would do man i so i don't think there's any the only negative side of the equation was memories of the home he's lived in for less than one year, was that the only negative?
2: Yeah, I think again, it's a similar conversation we had with an earlier caller. I think there is something about I'm an hourly guy. That's kind of who I am. I fix stuff. Hey, here's a salary job for eighty eight thousand dollars, and those are jobs uh, that other guys get. Okay. And now I'm going to be a suit. I'm going to be an indoor guy, and that's a different that's a that's a different mental shift, and that's well, why. And your you know, and your cousin
0: who isn't is going to be living near you cuz you're moving back near him. That's right. And
2: yeah. you're going to have more money than your parents. You're going to it's just going to be a different ball game and that's it's 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 wise to to get in front of that starting line and say is this the right the right trajectory? And that's why you call people and say, "Hey, I can't see this clearly. What do you think?" And Dave and I are telling you, move to Virginia, have it. enjoy your time. Kind of a
0: no-brainer. Yeah, go yeah. for it, man. Yeah. We're proud of you. Yeah, it's um but let's let's keep this family stuff real. Clean. Clear. Yeah, clear lines. Clear lines. it's just good for everybody it's good for relationships it's good for money so you're debt free you're living in a rental for six months you've got some money not a bunch but you got some money in an account you're gonna be adding to that and next spring you're looking for a place
2: i remember when sheila and i moved from our first house that we ever bought i remember it was so nostalgic and i drove by a couple of years ago just to like as a drive down memory lane, and I was just remember going ugh, and I finally had gotten pat Man, it's just a box. You're
0: such a snob. It's a box. You're a snob. No, nah, man. You're just too good for that neighborhood now.
2: Oh no, that neighborhood's way, <laughs> way better than than I am. <laughs> way better.
0: <laughs> That's what I, I went back, and I went either this place went down, or my tastes have changed.
2: <laughs> Probably both. Probably Actually,
0: both. in this case, it was both. Yeah, it's gone down, and my tastes have changed. Yeah, yeah. So I'm a snob. Straight up snob, yeah. I, I've adjusted my expectations in life. There you go.
2: <laughs> oh, it's going to clip well on social
0: media. Uh, you know I worry about that. I, I lay know. awake at work. I, Twitter bothers I just I wonder about, I worry about what Twitter thinks about me. It's my, my biggest fear, John.
2: Well, now that you're a TikTok
0: sensation, man. No, there's that. That's, see there? See, that's why I don't care about Twitter. This is The Ramsey Show. Our scripture of the day, Colossians 3.23, and whatever you do, do it heartily, as to the Lord, and not to men. Jordan Peterson says, pursue what is meaningful, not what is expedient. And they're seldom the same thing, John. They're They're
2: almost never, never.
0: Pursue what is meaningful. It's very seldom that something that is meaningful is also expedient they just don't usually line up. Kelly is with us. Kelly's in Nashville. Hi, Kelly. Welcome to the Ramsey show.
4: Hi, thank you for taking my call today. Sure. What's up? Um, so about three years ago, right at the start of COVID, we were blessed to be able to come out and do our debt-free scream with you. And we paid off everything minus our home. And we went back to California and then we said, you know what, we're going to do this whole shebang, and we sold our home in California, moved out here to Tennessee, and we paid off our mortgage, bought a home out here, so we are physically completely debt-free. Thankful, you know, to you and of course my husband who had to get me on board. But um, we're very blessed. But now, after so you pay moving, cash for a
0: house when you moved?
4: Yes, wow. yes. So we physically have no debt um, wow. whatsoever. How's that feel? Uh, <laughs> I still think about it. It's it's very it's very rewarding, and I'm very blessed because we have an eleven year old and an eight year old, and we've really I was the the word the wisdom and the wine, you know, and all that, and so I were able to get through. But it was good. It was it, it's nice to be here now in this place. Um, but we did move our family. We I was my husband and I were born and raised in California. Um, it's not a place to raise children anymore. So we came to the the promised land of Tennessee. <laughs> um, but my question to you, and I'm glad I also have um, Mr. Deloney there as well, but um, my husband was in the same profession. He was a physical therapist at a practice for 14 years. Um, I'm in an aesthetic sales industry. And so we did the move. And I think he's kind of fallen into a rut. Of uh, We were working for 21 months to pay off all the debt and then now not having that goal to work towards anymore. That I think part of him is kind of lost, but he doesn't have that. Um, We moved from all of our friends and family trying to, you know, get that built here has been a little bit of a struggle. And I think he's kind of hit, you know, a wall in his profession. And I'm trying to tell him to quit his profession and work at the golf course part time. (laughs) But he's having a really hard time until I called in and spoke to Dave and Dave gave us the okay that he can quit his job. Um, This was like, I just wanted to get your idea on what he could possibly do now in, you know, in regards to his thoughts and feeling like he's still i i don't know i still work full-time i love working did he uh, I don't quit know, no he didn't quit he's still a physical therapist here how many hours um, is he working he is working five days a week um so you know 40 hours a five. week yeah
0: and yeah. what what
2: is his problem then kelly that's not the job so, man it's not the job <sighs>
4: So, I feel like he's lost his passion for physical therapy. He has I not. Don't
2: know if- he's not. He's not. He's not. He is a okay. an incredibly lonely man without a mission. Okay. Without a unified, without, he's not standing shoulder to shoulder with his wife saying, what's next for us? Because you crossed that finish line and you went, wahoo! And you went straight over to the beer stand and he was like, what's the next workout?
3: Yeah.
2: And so... You all have to make a decision that we are going to go away on a retreat, just the two of us, and do something we never thought possible, and that is plan for the future. What could be now that we've done all this hard work, and y'all got to create a new roadmap quickly.
4: Mm -hmm. Well, and I think too, I still want to work full time. I'm, I'm really, I'm I'm really good at what I do. I do sales, and technically, I feel we could. Kelly, you you don't have to
2: listen, Kelly. You don't have to apologize you don't have to no, qual- no. qualify i'm
4: not apologize i'm not apologizing i just want to know if our numbers are in line where i could physically get him out of doing what he's been doing for the last i don't think he years. needs to i don't think that i don't think that's what it is
2: i think he's lonelier than you can imagine and and the the men i he, talked he to no
0: longer has something to work towards and he has nobody around him no no gang His his gang's back in California, and he has no goal. The goal's gone.
2: He'll be miserable at a golf course. He'd be miserable as a a CEO at at HCA downtown. He's going to be miserable wherever he happens to be. Okay. (laughs) And so if y'all got on the same page and y'all said, okay, Mm -hmm. we want to have this kind of house, we want to have this kind of vacation, we want to save this kind of money for our kids' college, and y'all started a plan, and you slowed down now that you've been sprinting, and y'all started inviting people over once a week to your house, intentionally leaving out a basket of laundry just so y'all could practice getting over that. And then you do that for six months, and then he comes to you and you will have a couple of friends, and he goes out to have nachos and drinks with them and says, hey, guys, I think I'm going to quit my job. Now we can have that conversation. But you're, you would be running from one, one hollow moment to another. Wherever okay. he goes, he's going to show up there. And if he is aimless and he is lonely, he's going to show up there too.
0: So it changes from, um, I'll tell you, a, a book you can pick up is, uh, Bob Buford wrote a book years ago called Halftime. Time. Okay. And it's not unusual for males, in particular men, to uh, spend the first half of their life in acquisition, the acquiring of things, and the second half of their life in search of significance. And that's the stage that we're shifting through here. Maybe step seven has pushed that forward regardless of his age. And so, um, you know, uh, I went through that really early because I went broke and because I started this that I moved immediately where I didn't care about acquisition, I cared about significance, doing what I do, helping people it was a lot more important to me than piling up a pile of stuff
2: and i went through it about Mm -hmm. 24 months ago that's why i'm so passionate about it so just just went through this yeah so so
0: making that shift intentionally now what some what it sounds like for some people is they stay at work and they say my new goal is um i've got a heart for fill in the blank i've got a heart Mm -hmm. for uh adoption for foster kids being adopted i've got a friend that's all over that okay and um so i'm going to I'm going to build a thing where we can pay for other people to do adoptions and I'm going to build a a pile of money to do that. And I'm going to set that goal very clearly and I'm going to throw money at it until the pile is that big. And then we're going to do that. And, or I'm going to build a, a a home for unwed mothers, or I'm going to, I don't care what it is, but something, Mm -hmm. it's probably something that means something in his life history or something that he cares about, but uh, I'm going to do this thing for the unborn i'm going to do this thing for hungry children i'm going to do you know i'm going to be dolly parton and i'm going to print books and give them to every child in tennessee every month and uh, it's one of the things she's done obviously and so mm-hmm. uh and she comes out of the hills of east tennessee where literacy was a problem it's important to read to kids and so every child in tennessee gets a book from dolly parton every month some fabulously large foundation so but i mean Way to go, Miss Dolly. She's incredible. Mm-hmm. She's an institution. But I mean, you can do all kinds. But that so the goal doesn't have to be acquisition anymore. It could be generosity.
2: Right. There's but, another great book need called, a called a Second Clear Mountain, Goal, Second Mountain by David Brooks. But here, here I, where I think men make this mistake is they go off by themselves to come up with this new goal. I think this is a moment when you all sit down and dream together.
0: Oh yeah, 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 yeah.
2: And do that together.
0: And it might, and, and it might not come the first time you get. You know, the first weekend away. The I first mean, weekend
2: away might just be a huge exhale. We did it. Yeah. Let's and just it, put a stick in the ground. We celebrate. Yeah. But,
0: um, yeah, you need something to aim at, and then you can make a decision if the job is really the problem. And you need people and community in your life, and then you can make a decision if the job is the problem. Because I'm not sure it is. I'm not sure it is. It was very fulfilling for a lot of years. Right. And suddenly, it's horrible. Right. Yeah, that that's suspect.
2: And, if, and again, I want everyone hearing me to say this. Like, if he quits his job— And he works part-time at a golf course. He'll feel some relief instantaneously. And then one day he'll be washing his hands in that bathroom and he'll look up and see himself in the mirror and realize he went with him. That same guy with no friends, that same guy that doesn't have a plan with his wife, he's just making 14% of his other salary. (laughs) And he's dug himself a hole because he jumped off the ship. Um, He jumped off the roller coaster. And so, man, let's get together and dream, dream, dream and sit down. And hey, like in my case... My wife and I sat down and had this conversation several years ago, and I said, I don't see myself in a university setting long-term. I want to begin to get another, start training if, into some other field. Great. It took several years. It took five years to get there, but we had a plan together that we mapped out together, and we ended up here, right? Mm. So whatever that happens to be, don't jump off the ship just yet. I don't think this is, one, uh, is the job.
0: That puts this hour of the Ramsey Show in the books. We'll be back with you before you know it. In the meantime, remember there's ultimately only one way to financial peace, and that's to walk daily with the Prince of Peace, Christ Jesus.